Welcome to KathleenWitten.org. We believe that Kathleen's message will inspire you, encourage you, and give you a fresh perspective on life. Now, here's Kathleen. Good morning, and happy Mother's Day. I was thinking as I came up here just um, what was prayed earlier and that there's so many different kinds of mothers. There's spiritual mothers and that is something that I was able to have the privilege to be with with several different people and Jenna being one of them and um, just people that have poured their lives into us um, even though there's no flesh and blood and I have spiritual mothers as well and there's biological mothers, and um, I have two children, one that um, is a boy, one's a girl, one we took home from the hospital, and one we brought home from halfway around the world. And, um, but every mother is different, and I think that's the beauty of Mother's Day is recognizing and celebrating that. And yet, even in the differences... With every mother, whether they're spiritual or biological or adopted, God still compares his heart to the heart of a mother. And he tells us in Isaiah 49, verse 15, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? He compares his love for us to the love of a mother towards her child. And so today I I named this talk, The Father's Heart Through a Mother's Eyes, because I've seen just within my own children and my own experiences as a mother, so much more of the heart of God towards me, towards us, as his children. His compassion towards us, his love towards us, his mercy towards us. And I love it that God loves us through every awkward stage that we go through. He loves us through the adorable stages, but even the really awkward stages. Ever look back at any of your yearbooks and look at your hairstyles and clothes and think, Mom, what were you thinking? Get me out of the house that way and let people see me. And my mom, you know, even though my hair is like pulled so tight and pigtails and I've got a big gap in between my teeth and... I'm through, the, through this completely gawky stage, and my mom always says, oh, you were adorable. I'm thinking, only a mother, you know? I think of the adorable stages my kids have gone through and the cute, sweet things they've said. When Maddie was a little girl, I pulled her close and put her on my lap. She's 11 now, and she's almost as tall as I am. And I held her close, and I said, Maddie, one day you're going to be too big to be in my lap. And she looked up at me with big hazel eyes and she said, Oh, Mom, life is so hard. (laughs) I put my son to bed the other night. He's four and he'd had a long day and he looked up at me and he goes, Mom, you know, I'm just really tired from loving you all day. (laughs) He had had enough. They say such precious and cute things. There's so many adorable stages. One of the things that Storm said the other day, you know, I do ministry, so I'm not the typical mom. And I have guilt about that, you know, until I realized that all moms have guilt about everything all the time. It was like, oh, 
But, you know, I, I've been called to walk a different walk. Just like all moms are different, and Storm went with me, we have certain days that we have a babysitter come, and he didn't want to stay with the babysitter. He wanted to go to the office with me, so me being the enabler that I am, left the babysitter home alone and took my child to the office. <laughs> my husband loves my discipline. And... um So he went to meetings with us and editing meetings and all these different things. And at the end of the day, we ended up at the P.O. box, and it was late. It was a long day. And I said, Storm, you're so smart. You could be anything you wanted to be in the whole wide world. He said, thank you. I said, no, really, anything you wanted to be. You could be an artist. You could be a painter. You could be a carpenter and, and make beautiful houses you could be a doctor you could be anything you wanted you could be a pilot and fly helicopters and and airplanes you could be a fireman anything i said what do you want to be and he said that's easy i want to be a mommy (laughs) and i said yes (laughs) and then there's those not so adorable stages you know the stages where they test us I had a few stories to tell on that, but neither of my children wanted to go to Sunday school today, so they're both here. So there's those times that they test us. There's also the times when they know what's right and you don't stage. We still do that to God, don't we? But as a mother, I see my kids go through this stage of, I know it's right and you don't. It's like Storm's yo-yo tennis shoes. They were white, but we potty trained in these tennis shoes, so now they're yayo, yellow. And he didn't want to give them up. And I kept saying, I'm going to buy you new tennis shoes. And he'd say, I love my yayo tennis shoes. And I just see God's heart and loving me, even when I don't want to give up my yayo tennis shoes. I don't want to give up my judgment. I don't want to give up my complaining spirit. I don't want to give up my fear. I don't want to give up my way of doing stuff. I want to keep my yo-yo tennis shoes. Are you like that sometimes? See, it's a father's heart through the eyes of a mother. And then there are the stages that our kids go through where they're wandering from home. They've left. Left their faith. Maybe left what we've taught them is right. Left their God. I had a mother call me whose son was in college and she couldn't find him. And I'll never forget what she said. She said, Kathleen, if he does contact you and Lacey, this is what I want you to tell him. Tell him, I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. I love you. And I want you to come home. That's the heart of God. That's the heart of God towards us as his children through the eyes of a mother who loves us through every stage. And shortly after that, I wrote a poem that I'd like to read you. If you saw my child go astray, what would you do? What would you say? Would you tell another what you think of him? Or would you be curious and ask how he's been? Would you wonder to yourself where I had gone wrong? Or would you question where my child could possibly belong? Would you analyze his behavior and sum up his fate? Or would you decide in your mind that it's just really too late? If you saw my child go astray, what would you do and what would you say? I would tell you 
as his mother what I would want you to do if my child was wandering and somehow ran into you. I would want you to love him and I would want you to wait before you ever judged him and before you decided his fate. I'd want you to look in the mirror and ask yourself too if anyone has ever had to give mercy to you. Would you be willing to pray before you say a word, knowing that everything you say will be heard? Would you please drop to your knees and lift up my little one to the God of mercy and to his dear son, the same father of mercy who gives mercy to you, wants us to love one another with his love that is true. If you saw my child go astray, what would you do? What would you say? After today, could you say, as one body in Christ, your child is mine too, and I commit today to pray for him and for you. May the God of mercy and love bless and heal. May he restore all that the enemy would steal. May his peace encompass you as he takes your hand to give you wisdom and guidance so that you may stand. I will pray until I see your child safely home with God's love, and I will love him as my very own. That is the heart of a mother, and that's God's heart. Through a mother's eyes, I catch glimpses of the heart of the father and how he wants to always meet us where we are, you know. As a mom... I took my little girl Maddie to Walgreens and you know always at the drugstores they always have candy or things you really don't want your kids to have right at the cash register area and they had those huge giant lollipops that cause emotional trauma because they break and and they cost about a dollar and I think it was Minnie Mouse's face and Maddie just couldn't wait to get one of those lollipops and every time we went to Walgreens to get something which that week we just happened to have to go back. She would beg for this lollipop, and I finally just said, Maddie, you know, I gave her every mom answer, because. Well, that didn't work. Well, because I don't want you to eat it in the car. Well, that didn't work. And then finally I just said, Maddie, you don't have enough money for that. I'm not going to get you that. And she was little. She didn't even have any money, so I don't know what I was thinking. But, I mean, if you really, really want something, don't ask me anymore. Just pray about it. And I thought, that's going to keep her quiet for a while. Well, a couple of days later, we had to go back. And I was paying for whatever item I was purchasing. And there were those huge lollipops. And Maddie looked at me and looked at the lollipop. And I kind of shook my head like, no. And she dropped her head and closed her eyes. And the cashier looked at me kind of like, what's she doing? And I thought, oh, Lord, she's praying. (laughs) And when she opened her eyes, she saw a dime on the floor. And she got so excited because she found money, you know. And not knowing how much the lollipop cost, she just took that dime and plunked it on the counter and just looked up at me. And the cashier looked at me, and I looked at the cashier. And the cashier looked at me like, you better do something about this, lady. I don't want every kid in here screaming, people getting upset. And I looked at the cashier, and then I realized, you know what? My heart, of course, is make up the difference. You see, God likes it, just like the heart of a mother. When we will take our little, the dime that maybe we found on the floor, the little that we have, the little faith that I have, 
the little talent that I have, and will pluck it on the counter, he'll always make up the rest. And we'll be able to do things in our lives that we could never, never, never do without him. He meets us halfway. That's the heart of the father through a mother's eyes. Through a mother's eyes, I catch glimpses of the heart of a father, his love for us, his amazing, incredible love, that love where you look down on one of your children and you love them so much it hurts, that love that he has. And if you'll endure with me, I want to read you another poem. I love poems. I love to write poems, and I know that's not major a real end thing right now, but that's just really what the Holy Spirit directed me to share this morning. Gazing down at Maddie, I wrote this poem when she was little. Great love arises deep within my heart when I look at my child sleeping and I stare at her features stroking her hair, knowing my memory will be keeping. I think if I could, I would know the numbers of her hair. I think if I could, I would always want to be there. But she must grow and she must reach and make decisions of her own, for she cannot return to me if she's never left her home. Is that how God felt in heaven before he let us go to earth, before he placed us in our mother's wombs, before our very birth? Did he kiss me goodnight and cry a tear, knowing he might lose by letting me come to a fallen world where... Loving him, I must choose. Is that how God feels about you even now? Does he watch you when you sleep? His heart is filled to the aching point as he bids his angels keep. I would die for you, sweet child, I whisper in her ear. Sweep, sleep well, have peace, no harm can come because your mommy's here. My love's so deep, so great, imperfect though it is, this earthly mother wants for this little girl. Only the good that life gives. Suddenly God taps my spirit, and in this moment so real and true, he says to me, now you have a small taste of the love I have for you. I gave my life for you. Rest in peace and go to bed and know that I look in love with you each night, and I do know every hair upon your head. Your love for your child is but an inkling of the depth of my love for you. I gave my life that you might have abundant life and walk in all that's true. For on the cross, all looked lost to others, but not to me. My focus on the cross that day was my child coming back to me. I had so many things along this line that I want to share with you through experiencing The love of the Father towards you and me, his children, through the eyes of a mother. But yesterday, even as those things were so real and so so true in my heart, I felt that there was really something more important to share with you, and it is this. I believe with every fiber of my being that our children see the heart of God not through a perfect mother but through an imperfect mother not through our 
strengths, but through our weaknesses. And not through the things that I've done right, but through the things I've done wrong. You know, I was joking earlier about, you know, motherhood just being synonymous with guilt. You know, you should have, you could have, I wish I had. And even going back over the things that my children had said in order to prepare and pray about this day. It came to me the things that I wish I hadn't have done or I wish I had have done. And God had to minister to me and speak to me and say, Kathleen, it's not in what you've done right that leads your children to needing a Heavenly Father. Oftentimes it's in seeing your weaknesses. I want to share with you that King David, who raised the wisest man on the face of the earth, Solomon, said this to his son. And he said this because, see, as a mother, I realize so many things. I'm not going to always understand my child. I'm not going to understand him when he most needs me to understand him. I'm going to let him down. But God will always understand him. And what God is saying to you this morning, mothers, is it's not in your perfection that your children see and feel and hunger for their necessity for God. It's in your imperfection. It's in your weaknesses. David said to his son in 1 Chronicles 28.9, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge God and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive. God understands. David didn't say, son, I'll always understand you. David said to Solomon, God understands every part of you. God understands what you don't understand. God loves you when you don't love you. I know as a mother, I'm not going to always be there when my children need me the most. In Psalm 27:10, David writes, Though my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And instead of feeling guilty about the times that I'm not there because I just couldn't be for whatever reason, and instead of you feeling guilty, mother or grandmother, Pray and realize and believe that's when your child understands and needs God. I know that as mothers, we're sometimes helpless to help our child, but God can always help them. When I had leukemia and I was given such a dim prognosis, my mother sat by my bed and I was told that I had very little time to live and a 50-50 chance of living through the first round of chemotherapy. But not one time did I look at her and say, Mother, do something. Because I knew my mother would do anything she could. But through growing up and seeing her weaknesses and her imperfections, In her humanness, I knew to reach for my Heavenly Father. 
You see, we may see the heart of God through the eyes of a mother, but I believe that our children see the heart of God through an imperfect mother. They see the heart of God through you, leading them to know there's someone who will always understand, someone who will never leave you. And it's not me. I'm going to let you down. But God will never, never, never let you down. Hebrews 13.5 in the Amplified Bible says, For he, God, himself has said, I will never, not in any way, fail you or give you up or leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you nor let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So we take comfort and we're encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. I want to ask you to do two things. If you're a child here, I don't even care if you're here under duress. I don't care if you've been bribed. Thank your mother. Thank her for the mistakes she's made. Thank her for showing you that you need someone. You need God. Whatever, just thank her. Thank her before you're mad at her again. And if you're a mom here, I want to pray for you. Because God doesn't want us as mothers constantly regretting and constantly carrying the spirit of guilt. He wants us to believe his word, which says in Romans 8:28, all things. Work for good to those that love God and are called according to his purposes. And if you're a mother here and you love God, he promises in that word that even your mistakes, even the things that you wish you could go back and change with all of your heart, he will work for good in your life. And if you're a husband... Take your wife and um, purchase lots of things for her at the mall. (laughs) God didn't tell me to say that. (laughs) Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your love over us. I thank you for your heart through every stage of our life, loving us when we think we know everything, loving us when we're adorable and loving us when we're not so adorable loving us through every gawky spiritual stage we go through. Oh, God, so often, you know, you look at a yearbook and you think only a mother could love that face. And I look at my heart and I think only my Heavenly Father could love that heart. God, I just thank you so much for loving us and for showing us through the eyes of a mother your unfailing love. And yet, Father, reminding us today that All of us as mothers and fathers will let our kids down, misunderstand them, not be there when they need us and make mistakes. But we trust you in Jesus' name that you will use that to have them seek after you, that you will use that for them to know in their heart that they need you. 
Father, right now in the name of Jesus, and I ask that if you're sitting next to your mom or a husband sitting next to his wife, just put your hand on her shoulder. I come against any spirit of guilt in the name of Jesus, and I cast it off. I thank you, Father, that you didn't give her a spirit of bondage, which leads again to fear, but a spirit of adoption, whereby she cries out, Abba, Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that she can release to you all of those things that she wished that she would have done better, could have done differently, and that she would remove that guilt from her because you took it on the cross. And that we would go one step further and proclaim with all faith, united in our belief together in corporate faith, that all our mistakes as mothers will work for good for our children, spiritually, emotionally, physically, in every way. And we thank you, Lord, that we can ask that, believe that, and walk free from guilt. For you show yourself strong in our weaknesses. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that you've enjoyed Kathleen's message. To order a copy of this and other messages, please call us in San Antonio, Texas at 210-822-5500 or toll free outside the San Antonio area, 877-397-7773. That's 1-877-397-7773. Visit our website, KathleenWitten.org, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-W-H-I-T-T-E-N.org. Thank you.